Welcome to Build with Rob. It is your boy, Rob Deardek, CEO and founder of the Deardek Machine. That one of a kind venture creation studio where we systematically fuse art, science, and magic to manufacture amazing. And we manufacture amazing companies and amazing existences. And this show is all about living a harmonious, integrated, high quality existence. That is amazing. Thank you for tuning in. As always, wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe, comment, talk about how uh, balanced and amazing your life is from taking some cues from how your boy is living this highly optimized existence that is the machine mindset. Appreciate you all. As always, you know, you want to be a part of our world, uh, DerekMachine.com. Send in a video, be on the podcast. You know, if you're filling up to it, donate to our Do or Die or Visionary Foundation. Uh, you want to participate and be one of our consumer collaborators, become a machinist. Be a part of it. Get some feedback. Let's hear what you got to say. You know, we love hearing and connecting with everybody that is, is part of this world uh, that is all things machine. Today, uh, I have a, a, a super more uh, unique guest, I would say. You know, traditionally we have entrepreneurs that are, you know, pitching some sort of product or business or service. But this young man actually is pitching a television concept and it's a unique one. But I actually will be guiding him away from television. So you can look forward to seeing where, you know, you could shape a man's vision into a more believable, plausible, and perhaps a better opportunity. And that's uh, what we got going here today. Uh, you know, and, and, and one thing that you'll see from his life question is he's really about like, you know, it's like, what, what do you do when something really bad or things get really dark? And I answer that question in, in sort of a unique way, but, but it, it really has me thinking about, um, you know, the importance of balance, right? I preach it all the time, like, okay, you've got to design balance and get better at living a balanced life if you want to live a happy, harmonious existence, right? But what I need to implore is that a balanced mind equals a balanced life. Okay, like it is essential that your mind is as balanced as your time and your energy and your capacity. Like the only way for you to actually live an amazing, high quality life is to have a balanced mind, you know, because your what you think about in between the action that you're taking and doing to fill up your time each day is your total capacity, and even if you become incredibly balanced and have t mastered time and energy and take care of yourself and, and you are, you know, getting up every day at the same time and eating right and working out and meditating and brain training and doing everything in a highly efficient, balanced way, if your mind is being pulled in a million directions inside the hours that you are dedicating to each things or it's draining energy from you or or pulling from you creating stress you're never going to fully be balanced right you ultimately need a balanced mind to have quality energy and quality energy is essential to a high quality life you know and and i i, I say it all the time as it relates to the importance of, of your thoughts and how every single one of them count 
and your mind share is is ultimately your capacity and you have to be super diligent about understanding what draws that mind share you know because again you know if you're pulled into dwelling or uh, hoping and wishing you're getting nothing nothing done so if something happens to you and then you're just spending all this time thinking about, oh, I wish I would have done this. Oh, God, if I could have done that, like this would be different. Like, boy, you are you are losing energy. You are basically d- dragging your evolution and progression to a halt and you're bummed out. The same way that if you go all the way over to the hoping and wishing and like, oh, I'm I. I just wish things were different. I wish I had a better job. I wish people would buy my product. I wish I had more balance. It's like you're you're spending energy and mind share in two places that are getting you nowhere, right? Because ultimately you either have to be problem solving, experiencing, or creating the future. You know, as I've said many times, your thoughts and decisions equal your experience, you know, and what you're living today is based off the thoughts and the decisions that you had in the past, you know, and, and when it comes to having a balanced mind, there's sort of a framework, right? Like you have to begin to understand your own personal capacity to make sure that you have a surplus of mind share to continue to keep everything organized and efficient. Otherwise, like if you go beyond capacity, that's when you will become overwhelmed. And now you don't know what to think about. It's like you have so much to think about. You don't know what to think about. And when you're in that state, when you're overwhelmed, like, man, now you get super reactionary. What are you doing? Like you're thinking of all these things that you should change that are much more dramatic to try to get away from being overwhelmed. And and this is something that I have uh, suffered with over and over in my life because I'm managing the ambition itself has always been difficult for me because like, I just want to keep doing the next thing and the next thing, oh, we could do that. We could do that. And, and really, you know, for, for me personally, it was the discovery of capacity, uh, when I was overwhelmed last year that really brought to the forefront, this idea of like, man, I'm underestimating how important mind share is and having a balanced mind is. Because last year, you know, look, you know what it is. Like last year was one of the most disciplined and balanced like years I've ever had. You know what I mean? I track all my time. I design and, and manage all my time super efficiently. I was super disciplined with all of my quantitative. Did I get up at five? Did I brain train? Did I meditate? Did I eat clean? Did I get in the gym? Did I not drink? What did it do? Then that drove up my quality of life. All my qualitative uh, numbers would tell you it was the best year from a quality perspective of my life. But in the middle of May last year, boy, I got slammed and just ripped completely out of balance. And I couldn't fathom how could I be out of balance when I'm the most balanced and disciplined person there is. And, And the truth was, is I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. I underestimated how much mind share was going to to be drawn from me because I was now, you know, launching a couple new companies. We launched MindRight last year, launched the foundation last year, started doing Build with Rob last year. All of these things together 
I and I'm sorry, I started doing additional like podcast interview and press, you know, for a lot of people that were like, you know, this is a pretty interesting version of yourself, this new version. You, you got to understand, I didn't do a podcast interview or any press since 2016. I did two interviews in 2016 or three interviews, essentially Ed Milet, Tom Bilyeu and, and Lewis Howes. And then I didn't do another thing for five years, you know, in um, because I was evolving and growing and wanted to really get to a higher level be, before I began to share sort of my philosophy and ultimately uh, who I evolved into. But man, I was so confused. Like, why do I feel like I am just as out of balance as ever? And that's when I really realized that the, the third element is capacity, right? Time mastery, energy mastery, and then capacity. And capacity ultimately, again, is the things that you choose to do plus the mind share that you have because you underestimate how the littlest thing can steal so much mind share from you. You know, like one, one big major issue of just thinking about something that you have to create or evolve in all of your spare time, all of your surplus of mind share. In my case, it was like, you know, like trying to create the foundation and trying to like figure out how to get build with Rob to work and, and really now having to spend time uh, doing all of these interviews and this sort of, and now having, you know, more meetings and having weekly press meetings and having a publicist, like I didn't realize how much actual mind share and thought I had to be constantly putting into that stuff that I thought just because I put it into my schedule and it perfectly works, worked with my balanced time, that that would be enough. But, but the truth was, is I underestimated how much inside my free thinking and free mind share was it taking, which in turn overwhelmed me. Because if you don't have that surplus of mind share to reflect and evolve, you're just never going to evolve and you're going to feel stuck. You know, it's that, that perpetual growth and evolution and progression towards your ideal life and, and as you've designed it is where you, you drive that energy and belief and that, that flow state that you're seeking and you need surplus of mind share to actually do that. And if you get overwhelmed and don't manage it in the right way, like I did, you really got to stop, reevaluate, and then you either got to automate or get rid of things, right? And for me, it was really, I knew these are things that I wanted to do. So I drove the show to automation. I drove and hired the great Charles Choice to run the foundation and really brought order to that. Like I brought order to everything that allowed me to rebalance my mind share and get me back in that, that harmonious state. So look, I implore to everybody, if you really want a balanced life, you have to take into consideration a balanced mind because a balanced mind is the cornerstone of a balanced life. And, and no matter what, you've got to get better and better at looking into the future, designing it in a balanced way, growing into it, reassessing it, and always taking into consideration uh, your time, your energy, and your capacity. And inside your capacity 
is both the actions that you're taking and the mind share that you're using with everything that's happening in your life. And you want to create balance inside those. That is how you create a balanced life. If you're ready to get into it, my man here's got a concept called Drop Zone that I think you will find interesting. Let's go for it. Clint Norris, welcome to Build with Rob. How you doing, my friend? Yo, man, Rob Deerdeck, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Oh, look at this. That's spoken like a true TV host right there. You couldn't even like just become know, right? a guest onto the show without doing an intro because you're so used to hosting the show yourself. You exactly. Know I mean? So look, tell me about the vision that you have for Drop Zone, sort of what you believe it can be and sort of like your grand vision for it as, as a concept. Sure. So essentially the goal of the program is to bring something that's new to the network, something that's always exciting and fresh, uh, very similar along the lines of what you guys did with ridiculousness, you know, bringing, you know, breathing new life into, uh, you know, the clip show format. But as the, uh, as a showrunner, my business vision is to ensure a high return with uh, multiple sources of profit profitability from each brand that chooses to campaign with us. Once tested, shaped and validated by the machine method, the IP would then be uh, a partnership with Deerdick machine and then passed along to uh, 301 MTV executives, you know, once we get past that, that testing phase. But I think once we get to that point, I think we're going to have something that people really like. I'd love to see the show last until 2026. But as, as you know, the Valley of Death can be uh, very unpredictable. Yeah. And, and look, and, and, I, and I love that you jumped into the business side and using all the vernacular of the Deer Deck <laughs> machine while trying to connect it to the production side. But uh, lay out the vision for what the show concept is for the audience who doesn't doesn't understand it. I'd, I'd love for them to, sure. to have a better understanding of the vision you have. So essentially, this is a, this is like a talk show meets uh, QVC meets like a YouTube channel. It's kind of all, three things packed into one. So every episode you're going to get you know, cool stuff from uh, your favorite brands or new brands uh, that choose to show a product. And then it's also kind of tied into, you know, if guests want to show a, uh, a product that they have a business with, whether it's, you know, like Rob Deerdick, you've got, you know, multiple businesses that you, you know, could campaign with. It's kind of all that mixed into a, a fun, high energy show on, on MTV. That's the, uh, the concept of the show. And again, like for you, it's like, hey, you know, I, I, I developed my own, uh, not cable. What was what was your t- local access show that was the yeah. late hour, um, I believe is yes, the sir. name, where you were the host. And, and, and uh, how many episodes did you end up shooting of that show? Uh, 20 full episodes. Okay, so 20 full episodes and you learned yeah. one of the, the, you know, what I would consider one of the fundamental lessons of creating anything. Uh, when you created it first, yeah. it's chaotic and you thought it was going to be one way. And as you continue to do it and evolve and get better at it and see how to make it better and more effortless and higher level of entertaining and, and more easy to do. By the end, you are you basically have created a completely different show than you realized when oh, you started at the e- beginning. Exactly. So like while I, people out there might say, oh, you only did 20 episodes. But here's the thing. Every single episode you see is only me and my buddy, Travis. Like there, like there's no studio audience there, audience in there. All the graphics were done by me, uh, you know, edited all together. So it was, it was a very, very bootstrap uh, operation. Yeah. And, and, and tell me then, then, because I'd love to kind of hear your question. Cause it'll, it'll kind of lead me to like all of 
my thoughts and feelings about the entire concept and how you should think about it. So, so hit me, hit me with the question and why you chose this question. Well, because you've been down this road, you know, a couple different times, you know, you've been down it with, you know, uh, Shane Nickerson, when you guys were, you know, doing Robin big and ridiculousness, you know, you've been down this road uh, a couple of times. So something I kind of want to ask you when you, after you read that Vinny DeBono article, like what did you see in your head? As far as like, as far as ridiculousness, like what did you, like, what did you start like seeing? Yeah. And, and look, you know, it's funny because as you ask that, I looked at it really simply, right? I read the article uh, in Variety or the Hollywood Reporter about uh, Vinnie DeBona's America's Funniest Home Videos global syndication business of $500 million. And all I thought to myself was, okay. Like America's Funniest Home Videos is cool, but it's just filled with so much fluff and it's so corny and boring. If it's that big, I can make the cool version of it right now yeah. and I can go and get $500 million just like Vinnie DeBona. And the reality of it is, is I was naive and I didn't fully understand. And I was shooting a reality show at the time being Robin Big. That I hated how like people being in my house and have to shoot all day and like going out into the street. It was like I looked at it like, oh, a dream would be to shoot a studio show where I could uh, I could get the same benefit of like the exposure that I get from television, all that it led to me and the brands that I was developing. But without needing to get up at nine and have camera crews in my house and be shooting all day, that was sort of the motivation of it. But it was you know, I didn't understand the business side of of what it would even take to even create a syndication model like that. And then furthermore, I didn't, um, uh, you know, when you go to cable television, there is no syndicated model for cable television. It's only network television. So I was, I didn't even understand the construct of how to realize my version of the success that he created because I had never even learned the business up to that point, you know what I mean? And, and as the years went on and ridiculousness um, became successful, the core idea of make a cooler version of America's Funniest Home Videos did work, right? And then I optimized and evolved the show and then it became, you know, kind of went through some waves. And then what happened, linear cable basically completely changed to where only a few hero programs from... The core cable networks uh, became the only things that worked, which then allowed the show to accelerate even further. But by that time, I had now been able to create a business model behind it that allowed me to build and sell Super Jacket, right? So I really, not only did I evolve how I shot it, but I evolved like how I built the business and was eventually able to maximize its potential earning power through a, another avenue besides the syndication model that, that Vinny did. Now, for a note, Vinny asked me to be in America's Funniest Home Videos documentary, and, and if I would sign off on this interview where I said that I got the idea from old Vinny DeBona, and I said only if I can come meet him and shoot a photo with him. So I was able to go and spend some time with the great Vinny DeBona and tell him about how he inspired it. And then when he found out I was shooting 252 episodes of Ridiculous in the Year, his mind was blown. 
He couldn't even like fathom it. He couldn't fathom that I had already shot more ridiculousness episodes in 10 years than he did of America's Funniest Home Videos in 30. Blew his mind. You know what I mean? Now, look, I want to like just give you the straight shot to drop zone, in my opinion, because I think you said a couple things inside the pitch that you made that was super interesting, right? And first of all, you you built it bigger because you you took your experience of the late night show and like looked at like, I want to do kind of a higher level format show. So here's sort of the structure. And then we're going to have guests come on and we're going to have musical acts and they're going to be introduced through this tunnel and, and, and come on out. And this is what it looks like. But But here's where I think where you have something special in here is. And I just want you to take this for food for thought, right? Because I do not think if you look at cable television, it's been stripped way down. You know what I mean? Like they hardly even try new programs on, on ridiculousness. And if they do, they're big shots that are, that are much more sort of easy to understand that fall more in line with a teen mom and a competition show or a love show, these sort of staples in, in linear television that work. So this idea of a QVC meets like a gamification, like a QVC meets ridiculousness, I don't think they would have an appetite for it right now. But I don't think that that means it's the wrong idea. I actually think it's a super duper smart idea, right? And so, and, and I'll tell you what I think you should do to start thinking about it a little bit differently. Like what I loved more than anything was this idea of featuring unique products, Right. So forget about a branded yeah. product where Rob Dyrdek shows up and like, oh, here's the new Mind Right bar that's got uh, the happy brain brand with cordyceps and adaptogens and nootropics that can enhance your mood, energy and focus. Right. Like it's it's the this is why I'm broke dot com really fun stuff. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. the, you know, like that when when you brought that up, it just sparked me where I was like, wow, like that's actually the core of his entire concept, right? And it's almost like a discovery show of the craziest gifts that you can buy and the craziest products that are out there, which is essentially the entire model of this is why I'm broke.com, right? And so when, yeah. when I think about the clearest path for you to turn this into success, to me, it's shoot a mini version of just that segment, the way that you would do it and pick a couple items off there and have, have people like try them out and showcase it, do a mini version of that and go pitch that to Adam and Tiffany Friedman. Okay. You go to Adam and Tiffany Friedman and you say, Hey, Hey, Friedman family. I'm old Clint Norris here, and I got a concept that can take your website to the next level. Uh, Adam and Tiffany are the co-founders of and the people that own This Is Why I'm Broke.com. Uh, okay, okay. And, and okay. I, knew, I knew I was like, you're like, Freedmans, who are the Freedmans? Who are the Freedmans? <laughs> that's the type of research I, I do. When I should I, know that. <laughs> hey, look, when I'm starting to think about like, man, that's brilliant. And then I go and, and start thinking about looking at all the really fun, different like stuff on this website. You know what I mean? There's like... Oh, I know. Oh, it's like long, like random, realistic finger ballpoint pens and like just the wildest stuff on here, right? Like yeah, invisibility like shield, like all these really amazing, interesting, like different things like that are, um, look at this, a, a bee revival kit. You could bring a bee back to life on stage. 
You know what I mean? It's it's like all of this like resurrection. Think think about it, right? And so to me, yeah. so so when I think about you focusing it all the way in on like profiling and doing the same fun and hosting the show where you look at the craziest things that are available on on something like this is why I'm broke.com, you can the the beauty of that is that has great scalability both from a 10 minute YouTube show and then breaking that down into 1 minute reels and doing uh the social expansion of it and getting those little things to go viral and and you could do an affiliate program with this is why I'm broke and get paid off of oh, everything yeah. that gets sold but it takes the I think the idea is really smart but it's built to start organically through your own like owned media and distribution through both YouTube and social channels and then build the buzz. Right. And, and I think like, then I think TV potentially would say, Hey, he's built an audience and prove this. This could actually be something that would work really great for us. So I, you know, I just really think like when you think about it, like think about like tightening it up like that and then just uh, building it yourself because I do think the idea, sure. the way you've created it at a small scale is super original and has huge potential. And you could prove that you deserve to now go and host a full show because you're killing it on this micro show on YouTube sure. and social media. Sure, man. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way of thinking of it. You know, that was kind of, um, you know, it's, it's easy for me to get sucked into sites like that. You know, like, oh man, like, what's this? What is this product? You know, just the most like obscure, yeah. like things around and, there. And look and build great, funny content around it. And then exactly. and, yeah, and you could exactly. end up doing a deal with QVC. You know what I mean? You might forget <laughs> yeah, about doing a full show that you host. You might end up doing a deal with QVC. I would actually, I would actually build, shoot a bunch and pitch it to QVC and be this new fun hour where it's the, the crazy oh, gifts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think yeah. the ideas bigger and better than trying to go this linear television route where you're going to make like, you know, what are they going to pay you? Like, you know, 15,000 an episode and like give you like six episodes and then like, Oh, it's going to see if it were, it's too, it's that's that day is sort of past. Right. Like, but you could sure. scale to it, but I would look at both of those as, as sort of an opportunity and rethink sort of your approach to it. Cause I really do think that that would work. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Look, Clint, hit me with your life vision and then that life question, man. Life vision, man. So, you know, as you say, you know, high quality financial freedom, you know, every day I, I want to wake up to, you know, sunshine and have a network of people I can call for any reason just to explore new ideas. Um, and, you know, be a part of projects when we're in the off season, you know, not doing this, this show. I would love to stay in LA uh, from January to April to avoid the winter because right now I'm in uh, in good old Minnesota and it is snowing actually right now as we speak. So <laughs> I need some need some sunshine in my life. Yeah, and I love that man. And, and look, and, and and again, if the goal is hey, I'm going to live in these two cities because my roots are here. I love being here, but I love entertainment in LA. It's like it's you know, the, the pathway first is like, okay, what's it going to cost for me to live in both? Okay. What is, yeah. what is, what do I need to make happen to get out to LA, you know, and, and then how do I begin to, to, to build that sustainability and the path to having a, a business that allows me to do both, uh, with a shot at, at being bigger. And I do think drop zone and, and approaching it a little bit different has that, that potential, man. Hit, hit me with that life question. As you know, 
you know, like sometimes life will just be going, things are going great. And then life can kind of just blindside you and take away, you know, somebody who was really important to you at some point in your life. So like, where do you go mentally to, to stay balanced when that happens? I mean, look, I mean, if, if we're talking about the, the worst case scenario here, you know what I mean? When you're really pulled into the, the darkness, right. Of where it's a much tougher process. Someone close to you passes, you know, um, you know, some, some dramatic sort of, you know, you lose an opportunity, like you, you lose a job, like something significant. Um, man, I, I do think the grieving process is a real thing. I do think you have to go through a natural cycle of denial and then accepting and then, then ultimately being okay with and, and anything traumatic that happens to you. But why, why I implore this sort of continual evolution of building harmony in your existence and trying to grow into an ideal version of yourself and an ideal life that you want to live and, and, and learn to master yourself both from a mind, body, financial, career, relationships, and adventure side that those sort of six core systems that make up your existence and and building harmony in them and growing them over time is you're able to weather the more traumatic, tougher stuff and with a quicker pace, right? Because what you just don't, if you got, if your life is in chaos and then one big thing happens, boy, that's going to sink you for a really long time. And you've got to begin to put together all these pieces. It's, it's just the danger of, you know, um, you know, being overly working and working too hard and not seeking balance in life and harmony and, and, and trying to grow and evolve and master yourself and life while you're uh, attempting to find success because these things hit twice as hard when your life is out of balance and when, um, you know, you're, you're, you're going from boom to bust and working so hard and, and going through failures and all these different things. Like, so, you know, it's important to always be seeking, you know, how do you grow into this harmonious existence? But, you know, I, when I think about the recent times of weathering the, the more dark and intense things, like there's just no way around it, man. And, and I have, you know, one of the most highly optimized, harmonious, beautiful, amazing lives that I literally rarely even have a negative thought um, if I do, it's so isolated. I deal with it. I, I can easily move past it and move on. And, and when I get caught in something that pulls me, it's fascinating because it happens so rarely. And it's, it blows my mind that for as, as much balance and harmony as I have, I still have to weather it. I, I, I want to just like, like be like, you know, be grateful. Think about all you have and, and you can eliminate the, how, how tough this is, but it's just not the case. Like you have to go through that cycle of acceptance and, and, and go through denial, acceptance, and ultimately, you know, move forward. But, you know, again, I, I implore just continue to work on, on growing yourself into the ideal version of yourself and that will always be your your greatest cushion to weather any any failure or any hardships, you know. Sure, man. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. You know, you can't. Uh, it's easy for me to get like hooked into that just weird feeling you get. Yeah. You know, but like you said, if you, you know, 
stay, stay optimized, keep doing what you're doing. It'll, it'll get you out of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, when, when you've got all these th- uncertainty in your life, then you get hit with another thing. It, it shoves you all the way down to, I just don't, I don't, you lose belief. Then when you start yeah. to lose belief, then it's like, you start thinking, oh, I'm going to do, you start thinking of all these things you got to change. Right now, it's like you've just yeah. driven yourself into further chaos. Like, and that to me is part of the the early younger days of struggle when you're just trying to figure it all out, and then you get hit by something out of nowhere, and now it makes you rethink everything. And and your yeah. your your goal is to grow into life to where the, when you get hit by things, they don't make you rethink everything. That that's really where that security and and sense of of purpose and sustainability and ultimately harmony and happiness is is what you're seeking. So you can avoid getting hammered into the throes of chaos that you basically are, are, is self created um, once your mind takes you there. You know what I mean? Sure, definitely. Okay, well, look, man, it was uh, it was great to connect with you, man. I, I really do think you have something super interesting, and and I think you you. You, you got the ability to to just buy a bunch of stuff off of the website, reach out, shoot a bunch of concepts of how you'd like to do it, send it to them, pitch it to QVC, uh, and just prove like how fun and how great you could make it as like a little mini show and, and, and see what happens, man. I look forward to seeing that on YouTube. Oh, that sounds dope, man. All right, look, I wish you the best, man. Well, there you have it. Once again, you know, you know hey, to everybody I can preach it to, Understand those life systems, integrate those life systems, man. Each of those life systems are kind of driven by fear, right? Because you're really trying to design your ideal life out of what you really don't want your current life to continue to be. And if you could just have this way of living, boy, that'd be amazing. And and, and that's really what this, you know, concept is. And then when you get to that state, you really can weather uh, difficult things and, and unexpected things in, in, a, in a much easier way. So um, definitely something I'm going to continue to scream over and over. You continue to listen, uh, and I'm going to keep yelling at you until you finally do it. Uh, of course, thank you all for listening. Wherever you listen to this show, like it, subscribe it, comment it, favorite it, do all those things. To, you know, Share it with your homies. Share it with your friends. Be like, man, I've really been enjoying this with Rob. We're building together. Uh, and of course, if you want to build for real, send us a video to DeerDickMachine.com about a concept, pitch your business to be on the show, uh, become a machinist, collaborate with us. You know, if you feel compelled, donate to our Do or Die or Visionary Foundation and let's help uh, the less fortunate visionary entrepreneurs uh, because, you know, I- I'm pushing it on everybody. Look out into the future and make that dream real through a clear plan because you know you got the heart to realize it. Until next time, see it, believe it, do it.